Pray with me. Father, can I be honest? I'm tired of waiting. Waiting is hard, painful, exhausting. But I know that learning to wait is a beautiful, sanctifying, hope-giving thing. So help me wait well. Help me cling to you as I wait. Please, Lord, let your peace rule in my heart. Help me live by your grace each day of this waiting. And help me bring you glory as I wait expectantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are... We're here now. We are 90 plus days into this very weird world um, that so many people is calling the new normal. Every person that I talk to, whether at, at work or news article I, I read, kind of el elaborates on this new normal that we're living in. It's hard to believe that in the middle of March, everything hit us like an avalanche. Um, in one day, we we're kind of going about normal life, and then the next day, it just kind of stopped. Um, but once it, the avalanche fell and um, the, so, the snow subsided, um, something really interesting started happening. Um, Zoom calls started filling my weeks and um, my, my months, my days and my evenings. And the beginning of those Zoom calls were filled with stories. Did you, have you noticed that? Uh, they were filled with what it was like when this happened, what we were doing before, what we were doing afterwards, what we're doing now, how fast this happened, what, it's going, what we're going to do in the meantime, how we're going to deal with all of this extra time that we have on our hands. And then when quarantine hit us a few weeks later, um, the, the pictures of bread started showing up all across social media. Everyone was making bread. And now we're in this new normal and people are beginning to ask these other stories. What is, or, or to tell these other stories, what is it like now that we're going out? What is it going to be like in the future? And what the heck is school going to look like for our kiddos? I remember though, on that first Sunday that we had church, um, I remember seeing all of the faces that felt like I hadn't seen for for weeks and months and it was so good to see those faces some of the faces though i really haven't seen for months and it was really good to hear their voices um, and to see their faces and when it was all over when that first church service is done i waited and i hoped to see you again and now we're all kind of in this weird kind of moment of we're tired of zoom the novelty has worn off um, and we're waiting and hoping for something else to happen and there's a feeling in there, isn't there? Like waiting and, and hoping for something. Suffice it to say that we all have a COVID story. And I know I might be making some lighthearted fun out of this very serious thing, um, but I think that humor is cathartic, cathartic and it expels some of that tension like scoring on bread. But if you're like me, you tried so many ways to deal with this tension, this hoping and waiting for something to happen. Um, and so I made a list about some for some ways that I kind of went through um, this uh, hoping and waiting. This is my quarantine care list: coffee, books, gummy worms, um, rearranging where I work and read, comfy back pillows to sit in bed so I can do my meetings. Um, I don't have to sit at a desk. Um, a long bookmarked list of in my internet browser of how to maintain mental health in quarantine. Started new hobbies: coffee, puzzle, baking, breaking baking like moderate bread, um, podcasts, walking, quite a bit of crying, uh, and then just attempting to, to connect with people um, as best I can. And again, those are filled with stories. Um, 
But now something else has happened, right? In the last 10 days, the last week or week and a half, something has been revealed about ourselves as Americans, as people. That even in the midst of this quarantine, there's still systemic violence. There's privilege, police brutality. There's riots and politicians who say and do the wrong thing and some that do and say the, the right thing. And then there's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Even in quarantine, we still can't get rid of social media. And it's here that we have created, other people have created this list, right? These things that are, are happening. They've curated um, about what we can do to educate ourselves and what we can do to kind of change our world as best as we can. We can educate ourselves, donations, participate in demonstrations, how to talk to kiddos about racism and violence and other social media campaigns. This is it. This is that new normal. And it's this word world that we're finding these two very short pieces of scripture. Um, and it's in these moments that we have kind of that thing, right? Waiting and hoping. But the series that we've been looking at has been about um, the image of the church. And so we have some imagery of the, of the church in here. Um, but I think what stands out to me is this sense of hoping and waiting. And we can see it inside of these um, of these verses as well. Um, I read a lot of, I've read a lot of books so far in quarantine. One that I recently finished um, was The Count of Monte Cristo. I'm not going to go too far into this, um, but I will say, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's all about betrayal and vengeance. And the last section of the novel, no spoilers here, but the last section of the novel, Dumas writes that all human wisdom can be summed up in two words, wait and hope wait and hope. That's a provocative statement, right? Choose your kind of brand of philosophy that you love and kind of go through that filter to see, oh, is there a sense of waiting and hoping? But it's in these, these two verses that I want us to look at that, hoping and waiting. This is divided into two sections. We have 14. Um, although I have, I hope to come to you soon, I am waiting, I'm writing you these instructions so that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. So we have some imagery in here. Um, but I think what's meaningful is we have Paul that's writing to Timothy, and he hopes to see him soon, that they've been apart for so long. Um, and he's writing that he, he wants to be reunited with his friends. Uh, Paul, Timothy's mentor, saying, I, want, I hope to come to you soon. I hope that this distance that we have between us is is gone, that I can see you soon. He waits for that time where there's no more letters, no more emails, no more Zoom calls, Facebook chats, um, all where all of those things are no longer needed, where you can see someone face to face. And that matters, right? That's really interesting that when you are able to see someone you haven't seen face to face, especially during this time, it matters. And when there's no delay, um, when you are able to see them face to face, when you have that six feet, um, uh, barrier space in between us, when you're seeing them in 3D, that matters. That's meaningful. I read this and I see a sense of anticipation. I hope to see you soon. I hope to come to you soon. But notice that in, in the beginning of 14, he says that he hopes to see him soon. And inside of that hope um, is he also wants Timothy to think about behavior right? That I hope to see you soon, but if I'm delayed, if I don't see you soon, I, 
you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. Now, the context of this um, is meaningful because right above um, uh, 14, 1 through 13, there are some kind of looks at, at what that conduct looks like, how we ought to behave, this behavior, right? Um, but it's connected to this image, this behavior. What we're able to do now um, is being a part of God's household and this image of this behavior is connected to a pillar and a, and a foundation or a buttress of truth. Um, that's really interesting because if we're thinking about this image, if the church is connected to this pillar that holds up um, roofs to allow people to conduct business or to live inside of, or if they're like a buttress, which holds up a wall for a castle or a, a fortress or a foundation that allows walls to be settled on, um, that behavior is, is a part of the church, but it's also not the point, right? So to me, waiting and hoping are not solitary acts. They are connected. But this is a question, right? How is behavior connected to these images to wait and to hope that God is doing something. They have depth, they have movement, and like a pillar, it holds place structures to allow people to live and move and breathe and to connect. And like a buttress that leans against into walls to support and to prop up. Our behavior shows us there's something meaningful inside of God's household, and we use this to support that sense of truth. And that final phrase of the truth, what is this truth? In this case, our behavior connects to this image. This is the gospel. What we do, the things that we do in living out the gospel, what we ought to do, how we ought to behave is connected to this truth. But even before, um, but even on all of this to wait and hope that God is doing something, that something is happening and continues to happen, right? Our behavior is reflective of that, to wait and hope. We hope that God is doing, we hope that our behavior is connected to that. To wait and hope for quarantine to end and a vaccine can be discovered and, and given. To wait and hope for those hit economically by the pandemic will, that they will recover. To wait and hope for those that are vulnerable will, will remain healthy and safe. To wait and hope for justice to be found and brotherhood and sisterhood can flourish. To wait and hope for the realization that the rich and the powerful and the unscrupulous do not have the last word. Waiting and hoping, my friends, is not stagnant and it's not stationary. It's not stagnant and it's not stationary. The lungs of the Christian life breathes on waiting and hoping. It isn't stationary. It moves us. It moves us. It informs us. It challenges us. It pushes us so that we can know, like the ancient Israelites, that shalom is coming. And even Jesus says that the kingdom of God is coming and indeed it is here at hand. Waiting and hoping is a part of the Christian life. It, it appears to be passive, but it actually is active. Go back to that phrase though, you ought to behave. It's really fascinating. I'm, I'm, when I was thinking about these verses this week, I was thinking about what does that look like? How we ought to behave? Paul kind of gives us a list of what that looks like, but throughout the Old and New Testament, we see kind of answers to this ethic. What does it look like to behave? Um, I love that the kiddos in our church are going through uh, the fruits of the Spirit, right? These are great markers for us to show what behavior looks like. Today, they're looking at gentleness. And I wonder if we kind of take gentleness and we place it inside of, um, of, the, of the second verse today. 
if I delay it, you may know how one ought to behave in gentleness, because that's being a part of God's household, gentleness, or replace it with kindness, with joy, with peacemaking, with love. Paul's writing to Timothy, and he says he might not see him soon, but he, he wants Timothy to think, what is the correct behavior to have to be a part of the kingdom of God? That's really hard, right? We want to have a, a, a temptation to say that we know what we need to do, or we, we hope and we wait for something to happen around us. But being a part of the kingdom of God is actually doing something. It's actually putting motion into the beliefs that we have. What would it look like for you to behave in God's household with faithfulness, with patience, with peace, with gentleness, with love, with mercy? with a sense of mourning and grief, with trying to take care of those that are weaker than us or oppressed or marginalized. This is what this behavior looks like. Waiting and hoping is not stagnant. I'm going to end with a couple reflections. Um, and I want you to think about these for uh, a couple minutes. What would it look like for you to wait and hope in gentleness and quarantine? And as you are a part of a church, the larger community of believers, are you acting as a pillar or a or a buttress that holds people together? My friends, it is so great to see you every single Sunday. I hope you are doing well. Many blessings to you.